So green goo almost didn't happen. And it actually, it resulted in someone's son who had eczema and happened to use our product. And he said, he came back a week later and he said, you know what? I don't know how we're going to scale this, but we have to because the world needs these products. You are listening to The Dr. Haley Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you optimize your health. Each episode, there will be an interview or a message to help you discover better health. We will be featuring health radicals on the show to bring new ideas to the table, as well as doubling down on key fundamentals to support you living your best life. Your host is no other than the founder of Haley Nutrition, Dr. Michael Haley. I'm Dr. Michael Haley, and this is the Dr. Haley Show podcast. Today's guest is Jody Scott. Jody has a master's degree in health psychology, and she specializes in the field of psychoneuroimmunology. She is CEO and co-founder of Sierra Sage Herbs and Green Goo, and the visionary behind brands such as Green Goo First Aid, Southern Butter, and Good Goo CBD. Her passion is pioneering plant-based products. Jody's journey expands further with the introduction of Meladio Global Health, where she explores emerging markets, including cannabis and psychedelics, pushing the boundaries of health and wellness. Jody, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Good to be here. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. And, you know, before we got started, we were talking about where you are and where I am. And I haven't been to Colorado in a few years, had a wonderful time uh, there. I did get to hit the slopes. It was in the winter time. And um, I didn't break the law when I was in Colorado, though. I can say that. That's, um, But had an interesting time there. Love it in Colorado. I trade places with you. I think you should maybe come to Florida and get some sun and I'll hit the slopes and then we'll go back and have the best of both worlds. <laughs> I like that. We'll do a little swap. I can get some vitamin D, some sunshine, some beach therapy. I'm in. <laughs> as long That's as I right. get to come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> vitamin D therapy. Uh, get it in Florida better than anywhere else in the US. I'm sure of that. Um, Psychoneuroimmunology. That's a big word. And I'm suspecting I know what it means. See, I went to school, to chiropractic school in the early 90s. We didn't know that much about psychoneuroimmunology. There's a lot of stuff in this field that has just emerged, that we're just figuring out in the last 10 or 15 years. What can you tell me about that? And how did you choose that field? It's been a journey to see, to your point, the evolution in this space and and really emerging right now. So when I got my master's in health psychology, I was in the first master's program for health psychology in the country. Um, and I was training resident physicians on the biopsychosocial model. And what that means is rather than the physician, um, you know, just administering a prescription, instead really looking at the patient as a whole and saying, okay, you know, what are some other barriers that are inhibiting this patient from, you know, really getting the benefits of whatever this intervention may be? And of course, now we would call that a more integrative, holistic approach to medicine. Um, but then it was 
nothing that was being considered in the medical field. And at that time, I had a passion for neurology and um, there was this very small disruptive emerging space called psychoneuroimmunology. And, and at the time it was pretty questionable if this really had credibility in the medical and psychology world. And um, what it really is, is the relationship. I mean, really to simplify it, it is the relationship between your mind and your body and how your mindset can affect your immune system can affect your nervous system and uh, your perspective and how that all works together. And so today, you know, we would really call that mind-body medicine. And there's so much more science coming out. It's been really great, especially being in the skincare industry, seeing more data, maybe it's the behavioral, um, you know, journal of behavioral medicine, uh, journal of dermatology, And they're starting to look at, okay, if we look at specific mindful practices, can we have qualitative data that proves that it improves eczema flare-ups or it improves wound care healing? And we're seeing real scientific data that supports that where, you know, I'd say the first, you know, five to seven years of psychoneuroimmunology was very much anecdotal research. You know, it it was storytelling, people's experiences, where enough of it became so compelling that there became, you know, investments towards looking at this further to see how we may be able to enhance um, medicine and our, our, you know, traditional medical practices. Yeah. You know, when I went to school, uh, they drilled in this, uh, I think it was on page three of Gray's Anatomy, that the central nervous system controls and coordinates all of the functions of, of the human anatomy and something like relates the individual to the surroundings or whatever. But it kind of put the brain in charge of everything and not to take away from the brain's role. But, you know, one of the things the brain does in controlling the body is control organs that make chemicals that travel throughout the body and communicate to other parts of the body. Uh, So there's there is clearly so much more going on. And that's kind of what I mean by it having changed so much that those are the areas that have been explored and understood. Whereas, you know, if someone had a healthcare problem, uh, we might, uh, a mental problem, we might just, you know, simply medicate it in the past and try to change or reverse or balance or, or you know, make the symptom go away, uh, as opposed to, go ahead, you, you're ready to jump oh, no, in there. No, I know, because it, it's one of those, you know, <laughs> no, you get the body working right and, and the chemistry changes and people get well and it affects more than, you know, just the mind, it affects the the gut health it affects the skin it affects you know everything our energy levels our sw- sleep quality our, our addictions it's incredible it truly truly is and you mentioned a little bit about psychedelics and it i think that has been a very influential part of the of some of this data coming through where we're now challenging some of the more um and I say traditional because modern medicine is still very modern. You know, I mean, we're talking about the last hundred years, but it's challenging what we know today in terms of feedback loops and the pain experience and and um, neuroplasticity. You know, when I was in in grad school, the, there was this 
this notion with neuroplasticity that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, it, it just was what it was. When you're over 27, it's just going to be harder to learn things. And it is what it is. And this is how it defines aging. And now we're finding, no, you know, neuroplasticity can actually be modified, not just by psychedelics, but some really great mindful meditation. And, and they're seeing the data to support that. So really opens up a whole new way of looking at our at our health and wellness, which is really exciting. Yeah, you know, and I do want to talk a little bit about the psychedelics and some of the um, uh, challenges people have with it and what are the benefits and all that. But let's, before we get to that, let's push that down to towards the end. Um, because I did a little research on some of the products that you've um, come up with. I went to greengoo.com and, and I do want to talk about those things first and some of the more basic concepts of, you know, what's in it and why and things like that. Because I'm kind of in the industry and that really interests me. We have one topical product. I've had others and we've had challenges with ours that I think you're going to be able to relate to and explain. But what I saw was well, two things. I'll go with the top two things that I saw. One is I saw products that aren't being uh, charged enough for. <laughs> that was my first impression. I, I said, how the heck do they do it? I'm looking at the ingredients. They're expensive ingredients. And the other thing I, I saw is that they're natural. I'm not seeing chemistry in them that would extend the shelf life uh, you know, a ri ridiculous number of years. So I'm saying, how the heck do they do that. Am I <laughs> so correct that you're factor. With mostly mostly plant, you know, products in these salves? Oh yeah. oh yeah. And to your point, they're it's an expensive, they're expensive ingredients, they're an expensive process. Um and you know, twofold. One, our mission and vision is to make natural and plant-based equitable and available. Um, but I will say there is a there's a large sale on the website too because we're getting ready to rebrand. So we're um, you know, letting some things go into the market at a little bit lesser than we normally would, but even our regular pricing is still a very equitable price. Because when we first started this, natural was really for the one percenters. And what we didn't want was that to be a barrier for someone to have access to this. Um, now to, to your point, to give you a little history of, of how we got here. So my sister's an herbalist and a midwife and I was pre-med and, you know, here we were living these very clean lives and incredibly diligent, mindful of sustainability, um, you know, our shampoos, our, our household cleaning products. But one of the exceptions we made at, was that you opened up our first aid cabinet and it was full of one-time use non-sustainable chemical-laden products because we just thought those were the only products that could get the job done. And what we learned was that that was most of the natural consumers, that they were willing to abandon their natural ethos because they were told things like neosporin, hydrocortisone, calamine were the only products that could get the job done. And then we started looking into this space further and the conventional consumer was like, you know, I don't really care what the ingredients are. I just want something that performs better. I'm generally dissatisfied with what's available. And on the OTC first aid market, we're we're talking about a population who has chronic skin conditions for the most part. And yet they're only these products are only serving for acute 
skin conditions and saying, hey, use for three to five days. But if, you know, symptoms persist, (laughs) go, you have to go see your physician and, um, and, or else it's going to cause serious organ failure or some kind of damage, you know? And so we thought, oh my gosh, can we make a plant-based alternative that is superior in efficacy? So we lead with efficacy first, that's hundred percent plant-based and also bring in some sustainability and some personality because most of the brands um, in the OTC space, they look clinical. So we wanted to have some fun and disrupt and hence, you know, Green Goo was born. Um, But to go to the ingredients, to your point, when we first started bringing these products to market, we're making these in our kitchen, you know, and, and there's a very specific process in terms of extracting from these plants and eliminating to your earlier point as well, not all of these other preservatives, phthalates, parabens, other, other ingredients that are not only not healthy for you, but also, um, you know, disrupt the efficacy of the product. And so, uh, we, and we also knew that we wanted to be credible with, um, the market and that we needed an FDA facility. Uh, we wanted to register with the FDA, really identify and lean in, lean in with these active ingredients. So, uh, we couldn't find a manufacturer who would make the products for us because the process is so important. What is unique about Green Goo is we bring the plants to our manufacturing facility and we take it through the extraction process ourselves. So we are not buying pre-made extracts that are already available on the market. We are yielding high amounts of the medicinal properties from these plants and then putting unique combinations of these plants, these plant oils now into these products, which is unique to the products and it is unique to the market. Um, so Green Goo almost didn't happen. And it actually, it resulted in someone's son who had eczema and happened to use our product. And he said, he came back a week later and he said, you know what? I don't know how we're going to scale this, but we have to, because the world needs these products. He's like, this is the first product that my son has been able to use. That's not prescription to, to help with his eczema. And so that was a, a critical point in, in the turning process for Green Goo, you know, becoming available. So these are the real plants, like you said. (laughs) There is so much to unpack there. And so let me break down some of this stuff and make sense of it to people that are listening. A lot of people don't realize that most of the products you see in the grocery stores, in the drug stores, on the shelves come from laboratories, not necessarily from the company that has that brand name on it. And, you know, someone like myself that wants a certain topical product with my brand name on it, and I want certain ingredients would go to a laboratory and say, can you put these things together? And then their scientist, their chef, so to speak, will make some samples and give them to me for approval or disapproval. And, you know, can you make it thicker? Can you make it smell better? Can you do this? And then they come up with more ingredients. And by the time you're done, you have this chemical soup and it's not fit but for people, but that ends up being the final product. And they can sit on store shelves forever and ever and ever at a low price point because there's no spoilage. I mean, I don't know if we're going to, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to title this show. Mm-hmm. It might be uncovering some of the dirty se- secrets of the industry, of the cosmetic industry. Fair. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of 
things that happen in that process that actually contaminate the products with chemicals even more so. For instance, I might have very specific requirements for that scientist and say, uh, I want aloe vera, for instance. I, you know, I'm the aloe guy. Um, I want I want you to use aloe vera and I want you to put in coconut oil and I want you to uh, make it smell nice, maybe some lavender and everything sounds wonderful. And then they go and source these products and they have preservatives in them that aren't going to go on the label. Yep. Because I sourced that ingredient and that's what I list on the label, not the subcomponents or the things that they're preserved with. And then you end up with a product that's paraben free that actually has parabens in it. Exactly. What I'm getting from you is you're providing the manufacturer, the actual laboratory, the people that are assembling it with the raw materials. Exactly. So we have the raw, the plants that come to the manufacturing facility that we take it through that process so that we don't, to your point, get phthalates and parabens, you know, sneaking into the product because there are plenty of natural um, preservatives, rosemary, lavender, vitamin E oil. And to your point, and I'll, I'll bring this back to the industrial revolution that is kind of, uh, set the stage for what you just outlined, which is, you know, our transportation wasn't what it is today. We didn't have the technology that we have today. We didn't have Amazon who could get your same day, you know, your product same day. Um, and everybody wanted like more volume, you know? And so there's all these fillers and there's these preservatives. So it might take six months to a year to get to someone's shelf. And then to your point, it's sitting on the shelf for a long period of time. So you get all of these sneaky ingredients and like you start looking at phthalates and then, and that goes into the packaging as well. So you got to also think about what is being leaked, you know, leaching from your packaging. Phthalates is a horrible endocrine disruptor. It is the number one produced chemical on this planet. And the U S produces about a billion pounds of that a year. And we're ingesting all of this. So, it, or we're ingesting it, we're putting it on our bodies, it's going into our water system. And so to your point, it's an opportunity to really eliminate some of these toxins that are, are fairly prevalent in our supply chain. Um, and it's really unfortunate and it's really unnecessary, you know, and, and we go back to like the industrial revolution wasn't that long ago. <laughs> you know? yeah, so these yeah. chemicals have only recently been introduced. Right, right. The other thing, and you're kind of saying this already, as you're sourcing ingredients and you're finding things that work, there's things you might put in it that will actually inhibit it from working. But instead, what you've done is found things that are synergistic. For instance, um, things do have to have some preservation. They do have to yes. last and not Ability. be able to be consumed by microbiology, you know, there has to be some kind of a, a shelf life. And yes, you can keep these things in the refrigerator and make them last longer. But when you're using things like essential oils that are natural, yeah. that have preservation benefits, some stronger against funguses and others more antimicrobial against viruses or bacteria, and you have a combination of things that work together. Lavender happens to be very healthy for the skin and it's somewhat antifungal. When I look at your products, that's what I see. I see a lot of synergistic ingredients that work together and probably make a very nice product. I haven't tried any yet. I'm going to. 
I just did research before jumping on the call with you, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is beautiful. Um, Can I add to that? Yeah. Yeah. At one of my sister and I's favorite things to do is to is to see how these plants work so well together, to your point. So, you know, I think most people think of lavender as this very aromatic, you know, smells good um, ingredient, but to your point, it's a great antiseptic and it can help stabilize a formula when it's real lavender, you know, maybe not, the extract's not gonna be as powerful. But then you combine that with things like rosemary that also has antiseptic components, calendula, antifungal, anti-yeast, antimicrobial. So it's fun to put these plants together. Another great, you know, yarrow and plantain, you know, plantain is nature's band-aid. Yarrow helps slow down the bleeding. Well, the two of them work really well together for wound care. And so, um, you know, protecting the integrity of the plant allows these plants to, to work their magic. And, and then you get the terpenes and the chlorophyll. And, um, so we're, we're big fans of what you may have heard in, in the CBD market, the entourage effect, which we've been doing the entourage effect long before, you know, CBD was a thing, but it was a way for us to communicate, to help people understand how important it is to protect the integrity of the plant so that it can give you its full medicinal offerings. I don't quite understand that. What do you mean? How, how are you? protecting it what was what was that word you used the entourage effect so it's just our extraction process so historically and i say historically loosely but uh you know there's a variety of different extraction processes and and oftentimes and especially when you saw this in like the cannabis industry they wanted to isolate certain components of the plant so the rest just kind of gets thrown away or is exposed to very high heat and so it disrupts some of the cellular membrane and so when you have a specific process that can protect the integrity of the plant when you're pulling out those medicinal properties you then get to receive those without having them be damaged. So it's kind of like, we call it like the fresh squeezed orange juice versus like a, you know, a vitamin powder. (laughs) I I think what you're saying is the entourage referring to like the things collectively working together as a whole plant versus isolated, okay, elements of it. it. You got it. I get you, I understand. If I had only one tool to improve most people's health, if I could make only one recommendation for everyone, it would be to eat 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day representing all the colors. For those that just can't do that, I recommend a scoop of Aya Green's powdered fruits and vegetables. Sure, you can buy powdered fruits and vegetables in capsules, but you would need to swallow about 40 capsules of a high quality product to get the antioxidant power of 10 servings. Or you can add about a cup of water to a scoop of greens and drink it down as a tasty beverage. To get started today, head over to HaleyNutrition.com and put some Aya Greens in the cart. Use the coupon code ANTIOXIDANTS before February 29th, 2024 to get 15% off your Aya Greens vegetable and fruit powder. The coupon also works for the Haley Pro Vegan Protein Powder Use a scoop of each in your favorite beverage as a perfect meal replacement. Now, back to the show. A lot of the products had salve. Uh, Now, is the rebranding going to carry salve instead of ointment or cream or? 
Well, I mean, we'll stick to goo. And and I think more people know what a sav is today. When Green goo is a fun, goofy name that we wanted to bring some personality. But in the first aid space, everything is called ointment. And it has a very, you, you know, it seems very petroleum-like, if you will. Um, but a lot of people didn't know what a salve or a balm was. And so we didn't want, we also didn't want to, um, you know, deter people if they, if they weren't sure about that, where goo is just fun <laughs> and it's green. And the first product was actually green and it has the real plants in it. Um, but in general, you know, the term for these kinds of products where you don't have the emulsion and the water that you typically see in a lotion, and it's more of a medicinal oil-based product is a salve. Yes. Well, I also think of a salve as something you might put, apply a little bit more heavy than rubbing in, or am I wrong about that? Yes. I mean, a little bit does go a long ways, but I'm a huge fan. We call it butter up or salve up and you, you know, get out of the shower and you head to toe your salve and uh, it's food for your skin and you feel amazing. Put that bathrobe on, let it soak in and uh, it, it becomes a ritual. And it's interesting the next day after you salve up, it, it back to that mind body connection. And we can talk more about the skin and the mind body connection, but you just feel good. You yeah. just, you feel amazing. So you gave your skin a healthy dose of nutrients. Now I noticed there's a lots of different formulas, you know, a first aid formula, there was a belly butter and what are some of the others? Yeah. So we started out in the first aid space and really looked at the needs of the consumer. So we've got our first aid, which is a natural antiseptic. And again, in the spirit of sustainability and avoiding one-time use, when we formulate, we try to look at how else we can serve the customer. So we recognize if you look at a first aid set in a grocery store, there's just a lot of the same thing or you hear something for a cut and hear something separate for an itch. And so what we wanted to do is create a first aid kit in one little tin. So our first aid is not only a topical antiseptic, but it also takes the sting and the itch out, slows down the bleeding, speeds up the healing. So if you're in a pickle, you can use it even for poison ivy or cold sores. So what's really fun and, and it's blisters and sunburns and chafing, you can take that with you everywhere you go, in your pocket, in your purse. And once you have portable first aid with you, you're like, huh, where have you been my whole life? <laughs> um, so we have our first aid product, then we have our dry skin formula. This product John Hopkins has been using in their scleroderma and skin condition department for over a decade. It's phenomenal for eczema and psoriasis, but it's also fantastic for just chronic dry skin. Um, we have our repair formula and you'll notice with the naming convention, we really call it for what it does to avoid, you know, any kind of confusion. So the repair is very much a skin repair. It was originally designed for, um, like sunburns and, um, scarring, but what we found is it's a fantastic anti-aging. So it's something that I put on my face every night before I go to bed. I live in Colorado. It's incredibly dry. It has aloe in it. It's incredibly hydrating. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, I highly recommend that one. So, and then we have a free to breathe, which is like a Vicks vapor alternative. Uh, we have a cold sore. So you'll see there's the core first aid items that really address, uh, you know, the OTC space, but then we went into skincare as well. So we have a plants for your face and body, um, acne, eczema, very much everything is is designed to be a topical therapeutic that's medicinal to serve you with wound care or a chronic skin condition. And what we found is 
there was kind of this separation between first aid and beauty. And yet most people were shopping in beauty as well for those chronic skin conditions and not getting it as well. So we kind of married the two with our products. And we do have plant-based toothpaste now. We have mm. fun deodorant. Uh, deodorant's fun because um, we were looking, we were always looking at the transdermal absorption on your body in the various places. And your armpits is like really unique skin. And you know when you look at it, right? It looks different than the rest of our body. It oh, yeah. has a high absorption rate. You know, it's like 70%. Yeah. And we talk a lot about what you shouldn't have in your deodorant now, but now we're talking, at least here at Green Goo, what you could be putting in your deodorant to, outside of what you shouldn't be having. Let's talk about what what to put in there. So we have like holy basil, ashawanda, reishi mushroom, ginkgo bobola, vitamin C, because if you're absorbing it there, why not You know, continue to fuel it and nourish it? So yeah. it's fun. We love product development. I'm sure you and I could talk products all day long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, when we think of the skin, you know, a lot of people think of it as excreting, but it like the gut, it absorbs, it eats and drinks too, which is why doctors will give you drugs, patches, and you'll consume those medications through your skin, hormones, pain relievers. They give them in forms of patches that you stick on you, nicotine patches, because your skin eats and drinks and consumes. So what you're putting on your skin Definitely, definitely super important. Um, when we talk about different products and where I'm going with this uh, next question, I do recommend to people, uh, if you have you know, an eczema, psoriasis, and you're trying a new product, don't just butter up on the first time, test it because we all have different sensitivities. So test it in a small area, preferably someplace you can wash it off easily if it doesn't work out. And chances are it will work out. But if it doesn't, you want to be able to wash it off. Absolutely. A lot of people have infants and diaper rashes. Is there a product for that? Yes, we have a baby balm, um, which is lovely. Uh, it's a head-to-toe baby salve uh, designed for diaper rash specifically, and it is also safe for cloth diapers. But we also, again, in that spirit of rather than having a one-time use product, it's great for eczema, cradle cap, massaging. It has some calming properties to it. So if you just have after you get out of the bath, you want to butter up the baby. <laughs> and uh, um, and then we also have a nursing cream salve that also is good for thrush for the little ones. So we added some marshmallow root and some other antifungal properties there so that it could also, you know, serve the little one while also, um, you know, soothing the cracked nipples as well. My okay. sister being a midwife, that was a very passionate, passionate, um, you know, the baby care line was fun for her. Interesting. Um, we recently, well, I don't know if we discontinued forever, but uh, there's definitely a temporary hold on it. Um, a product that was actually selling very well, people loved it, but we probably didn't push it out fast enough and um, and natural things expire quickly. And in this particular one, part of our issue was we had to talk around its real uh, use and or intention. And the reason for that, we called it aloe joint. It had five ingredients and it was natural, chemical-free using aloe vera because aloe vera is nice and slippery or as a lubricant. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because one of the things I saw, kind of like a certification, I don't know if it's an actual certification or just a statement, but it was no animal cruelty. And for us, 
we didn't have the animals tested, so we couldn't promote that product for the use we intended or that we wanted to. Um, because we didn't want, essentially, in order to do that, they would have to, you know, essentially insert that lubrication in a bunch of animals and make sure that everything went okay. And then they'd probably kill the rats when they were done with them. Um, do you have that same struggle with any of your products, not being able to label them for a certain use that you wish you could, or how do you get around that? So specifically to that topic. So we have a, a sexual wellness brand called Southern Butter. And the one of the first products we made was an aloe vera based sexual lubricant that had our you know plant infusions in there as well. And to your point, the FDA took a position because at the time, so to your point, you have to have a medical device facility or medical device certification in order to call it a, a lubricant. And at the time, there were some exceptions being made for food grade lubricants that they didn't have to go through the medical device um, certification. Well, then, and at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of natural lubricants. They were all pretty traditional and doing their, you know, and had their medical device testing. And then the market started to, and I don't want to say flood, but, you know, we started to see a lot more natural lubricants coming out. Arguably, I'd say that, you know, the the bigger companies waved their wand to say that, you know, the food, the those companies needed to adhere. And so that's when the FDA started taking a stronger position and really went to the retailers as well and said, you cannot carry a product that does not have this certification. So we took that product down and we actually... For us, being cruelty-free in the first aid space was so important because so many of our um, competitors were testing on animals along with the fact we didn't want to test on animals. And so it was it was important for us to maintain that, that certification for a number of reasons. So we go into this intimate and we saw some of our, our you know, peers or colleagues, if you will, competitors who were natural and they went ahead and tested on animals. And so they lost their cruelty-free certification because they wanted to get to market fast. We said, no, we're not going to do that. So we've actually spent the last five years working with the FDA to be the first cruelty-free water-based lubricant on the market. And it has been an expensive process <laughs> and it has not been easy. Um, and we're on the the closing we're, we're close to having it across the finish line, which is really exciting um, so that we could stick to our ethos. And yes, it doesn't mean we were first to market, but we got to stick to what was important to us. We've had some of the same challenges along the way. Wow. Um, what are the products you already kind of alluded to the fact that there are things that you can take with you? What are the products that you typically will carry with you or have to pack when you travel? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, so I don't leave anywhere without my repair that I put on my face every night before I go to bed and my oil face wash. If you haven't used an oil face wash before, it's magical. Gets all the dirt off, but doesn't dry out your skin. Um, our free to breathe, which is the Vicks Vapor alternative. When we developed this product, we found it very interesting that a lot of folks use it to put under their feet as an Ayurvedic practice that uh, VIX, that it will boost their immune system or help them sleep better. And interestingly enough, you know, it's a petroleum-based product. You're not really getting any medicinal components. There is no sleep properties to it. 
um, or antiviral. So what we did with our, our vapor rub is we added Ravensara oil, some, you know, antiviral components and sleep properties to it. So I actually put that under my feet every night before I go to bed and call it psychosomatic. I sleep better. <laughs> um, your, yeah, feet my, drink, your feet eat and drink too, right? There you go. Exactly. And they're happy and they're soft. And so I, I absolutely love that. Um, I'm a lip balm junkie, so I've got them in my pocket in just about every corner of my house. So I don't leave home without it. Our plant-based toothpaste that our daughter helped us develop that's in sugarcane packaging with pure peppermint essential oil, which also has aloe vera in it. <laughs> um, huge fan of the toothpaste and, and fluoride free. And, um, and then of course, uh, Southern butter that once you have Southern butter in your life, you take it with you everywhere. It's, it's like a, an essential. That, so those are great. probably like the short list. Plus my little first aid, my little first aid stick. I, I love the name Southern butter too. Um, ours was, uh, aloe joy. Oh, that's fun. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, aloe is a phenomenal, to your point, it's a phenomenal lubricant and it's beautiful and hydrating. And, and it's really unfortunate because we saw the same pattern in the sexual wellness space that we saw in first aid, which, which was the natural consumer was willing to abandon their natural ethos because they were told this is the only thing that could get the job done. And the conventional consumer just wanted something that worked better. And most of the lubricants on the market right now they are very temporary. I mean, they pull the hydration out of your skin. So you get a temporary glide and then it's almost like painful, awful afterwards because it takes all that hydration out and, and it takes out the nutrients. And so something like aloe vera being a good carrier, as you pointed out earlier, um, and then you add medicinal properties to it, hydrates your skin, it improves sensitivity and the glide lasts a whole heck of a lot longer. Yeah, it's healing. Um, is Southern butter, is it, um, latex friendly or is it, uh, water or oil-based or what do we have? The, the water-based aloe vera is latex friendly. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good, good to hear. Um, I want to know more about melodial global health. Did I yeah. say it right? Melodial. Melodial. What is yes. it? So Melo melodial global health is a international, uh, plant-based company um, out of Australia. And our goal in partnering with them was to expand plant-based alternative modalities across the globe. Um, so we have uh, cannabis in various countries. We have a psychedelic clinical trial um, looking at PT uh, treatment-resistant PTSD in our vets and servicemen and women, which is just incredible. I, what I have learned in being a part of that team is extraordinary. Um, people are coming in with, yes, PTSD and suicidal thoughts, but it's so many, so many more other uh, inhibiting symptoms and and lifestyle challenges, whether it's obesity, alcohol abuse. Um, you know, the inability to leave their home and have hobbies. And we get to witness the, the, and being in health psychology, we know the years and years and years of therapy that, you know, sometimes you feel you like you take two steps forward and then 10 steps back. And when you witness a micro and macro dose and you see an 80% remission rate and they're going to concerts and they're reading books and they're losing weight and they quit drinking and you see all the wonderful other tentacles that how this improves their overall well-being is extraordinary. Wow. 
Um, you know, I told you that I went to Colorado uh, before we started recording. I mentioned that I had been there and, and that I, I told you I didn't break the law when I was there. Uh, because in Colorado, you have laws that uh, other places in the country don't have, that Florida doesn't have, when it comes to things like, you know, medical marijuana and even recreational. Mm -hmm. um, now, for me, uh, marijuana was never something that I ever enjoyed or anything like that. And to me, it, um, you know, I can't, I don't want to admit it on, on air, but okay. I, I may have eaten part of a cookie <laughs> from one of the dispensaries. Um, to me, that does not feel good. What is the difference between being stoned and using some of these medicinal plants? Medicinal plants, meaning cannabis? or cannabis or psychedelics. psychedelics mushrooms or whatever it is mm -hmm. i mean colorado's decriminalized um psychedelics statewide as well um most recently so you know i think the beauty of of we'll use cannabis just as an example uh, being decriminalized allows the delivery system to be more regulated and therefore more transparency for the consumer so that when you go to a dispensary, you can say, okay, I'm I'm someone who cares about a high number of THC, or I want to look at the cannabinoid profile because I'm looking at my gut health and there's CBG, CBN, C, you know, CBD, all of these things. And there's, so the science has, has gotten really solid in terms of being able to make those disclosures to the consumer. So you can say, oh, hey, you know, maybe I want something that has less of this and more of that. Um, I don't want to smoke. I want to, I want to ingest it instead. And you're seeing more and more technology come out all the time. You know, I had a product come across my desk that was someone who was able to isolate when cannabis goes from, you know, it's edible state to its smoke state and that they were able to isolate that and then put it in an edible so that people could get that same feeling. So I think we're going to continue to see innovation in that space. And perhaps that's the path that psychedelics will follow like psilocybin. Um, you know, there's lots of different strains and there's different doses and they'll probably want to find a way to regulate it so that the consumer can say, Hey, I'm looking for a therapeutic dose or I'm looking for a more lifestyle change, um, which we're just seeing in the data that there's there's quite a bit of variation there. It is kind of funny when I was selling green goo in the early days before what we call now the plant-based renaissance and trying to explain to people the medicinal properties of these plants. And I was at a trade show and the farm bill was just about to pass and the farm bill was you know, the big bill that was going to uh, reschedule industrial hemp, which is where we get, you know, what we know is CBD today. And um, they had a keynote speaker at lunch talking about how these retailers could carry CBD products, you know, in the coming months. So they came back to my, you know, booth and I said, okay, remember that talk you heard and how they were talking about, you know, isolating cannabinoids from the plant and how it has medicinal properties? Well, that's what we're doing at Green Goo, but we're just not using hemp. We're using a bunch of other plants. And oh, by the way, there is CBD naturally occurring cannabinoids in echinacea and mango and black pepper and all of these other plants, but they don't get credit for it because, you know, 
the hemp plant is way more fun to talk about because of what it looks like. And, you know, yeah. And it's easier to, you know, criminalize, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's a, it's a very interesting space. Um, I love seeing the, the results that are coming from it. Alcohol sales are down, you know, and it's very much a result of having alternatives that can help you sleep and help you relax and improve your lifestyle without a hangover and without feeling crummy and perhaps, you know, causing more damage to your, to your body. So it's nice to see these alternative modalities being welcomed because the results are extraordinary. Um, they really are impressive. Yeah. So I I think what I'm hearing is maybe if someone had PTSD and now they can go to a concert where there's flashing lights and big banging noises and all kinds of sensory input without having the overload because they've used something from a more medicinal, well-dosed versus just getting stoned. I think the argument on the psychedelic side is that um, it's not just the psychedelic it's also the therapy and they work hand in hand. So if someone is suffering from severe depression or PTSD, what that does is having a micro or macro dose combined with a therapeutic intervention, we're seeing accelerated results in that intervention where you might have to take, you know, 10 years of therapy and you maybe make some progress. And, you know, we don't, we don't have all the answers as to why that works. I mean, we're seeing some incredible meditation that produces the same neuroplasticity where you can combine this meditation, a very specific practice with a therapeutic setting and seeing some of those same results, you know? So, Something happens, um, you know, that unlocks the possibility for neuropathways to um, embed themselves or become a part of you. And and yet we can discard other things that may be like obstacles in terms of us moving forward and letting things go. I mean, Mike, you get into like Ibogaine, which is a fascinating psychedelic um, and how that works and and yeah, you think about it in the psychological setting and how these people are able to literally be a heroin addict, for example, and go through an Ibogaine treatment and they have no uh, withdrawal symptoms and they're able to walk away with like a 60% remission rate and not go back to using is incredible. So we have a lot to learn that we'll be able to take into psychology, neurology, medicine from how these, these alternative modalities are able to improve, especially mental health. All right. Someone that uh, feels that they need help in that area, um, who should they contact? What website should they go to? You know, there's a handful of leaders. I would say go to maps. I'm a huge fan. Um, Rick Doblin has done a beautiful job of, uh, of really focusing on the therapy and having he'll be the first to have an FDA approval on MDMA, but they're also working with psilocybin and ketamine and other psychedelic alternatives. And they do have clinical trials and practices all over the country and all over the world. So it's um, very reputable and you'll find the right people. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Jody, what's uh, some of your favorite stories, testimonials with some of the products that um, you've manufactured or helped manufacture and that you carry on greengoo.com or 
That's a, that's a lot because the testimonials are truly what gets me up every day and fighting this good fight. Um, Isn't it awesome? It's not, I mean, um, oh, ha incredible. having an income from what we do is wonderful because it allows us to do what we do, but reading the, the reviews and, and the emails that come to us and answering the phone and people thanking us for what we do. And I'm so glad you're here. I don't know what I'd do without you. Isn't it's that everything. the most rewarding part of what yes. we do? Yeah. It's such a gift. It is such a gift to, to be a part of that. And, and it fuels me every day to find more innovation, more results and yeah. how I can, I can better serve, serve the community, the planet, the customers, you know, uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I will share, you know, one and a lot of a lot of our customers end up becoming friends. And and this is one that um, we had a customer who was Jane Doe number one. She was the first person pulled from the World Trade Center mm -hmm. and she had severe injuries, severe injuries. And, um, you know, fast forward a handful of years later, she's working through her opioid withdrawal and she reaches out because our pain relief salve is the only thing helping her reduce her number on a frequent basis because she would go through these awful, I mean, almost like seizures. And so she would use this salve head to toe liberally and it would calm her body and help her recover faster so that she could continue on this journey. And she was asking for larger sizes. And I'm so glad that, you know, someone from my customer service team escalated it to me. We've of course made her bigger, bigger volumes and she stayed in touch and eventually became completely free of opioids. And she sends me pictures when she's like at Disneyland for the first time with her, her children and saying like, look what I'm doing now. And, um, you know, that was really special. It, 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 it gave a whole nother layer to, to what you're doing. One more fun one, and this is completely, completely left field. So we have a lot of um, military folks that take our first aid product with them out into, into deployments because, uh, you know, you're out into deployments, you have, your gear is very thoughtful and you can only take so many things with you. And they're in awful weather conditions, long hours, they're getting blisters, they're getting sunburns, they're getting chap lips, you know, all the things. And so oftentimes they'll take their little tin of, the first aid with them because it's just makes you more comfortable. I mean, these aren't the things that are going to, you know, put you in a, in a life or death situation. But then this guy calls me and he's like, ma'am, I just need to tell you, you saved my life. And I'm like, Oh, and he goes, I was out in the field and I was in a pickle and my gun, <laughs> my weapon was jammed. And he's like, I had seconds to get out of there. And he goes, what do I do? What do I do? He goes, green goo. He goes, I put that in the O-rings and I got out of there. He goes, I will never leave without my green goo. And I said, well, that I never thought I would hear. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is awesome. That's so cool. Um, I, I thought you were going to, you know, tell me Southern butter or something unjammed is, you know, weapon <laughs> right. or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, is there anything southern better ones for you, but we'll save that for another yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And those and those are beautiful, too, because, you they know, um, people yeah, use it for one reason and find out they're actually healing from uh, an issue that they had. It's a wonderful yes. thing when you use healing products for a purpose. You know, you said something 
earlier about one of the products and you said, and then we found out it did this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we by accident have found out that some of our products have helped with these certain things. And it's like, wow, we didn't even know we we made it for all of these benefits. We find out it does this too. Um, and that would be one of them. You know, the the uh, the the aloe vera in the intimate area can really help with some issues that people have. So it's so true. Our customers will drive we'll drive that a lot. Like I had an influx of people calling and saying that, you know, our first aid helped with their foot and mouth um, disease that their whole family had gotten. They had these like awful sores all over their body. And I thought, huh, I would have never thought, but it makes sense. You know, there's blisters, they, they hurt. And yeah. So I love when my customers come to us and say, Hey, this was, this is what I used it for. And it served me well. And all of a sudden you have a whole new use for it. Jody, is there anything that you wished I had asked in this conversation? Hmm. I don't know. I could talk to you about ingredients and products and the manufacturing stuff all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Only yeah, that we yeah. had another hour. Only it, we had it, another hour. <laughs> it, it's it's fun having a conversation with someone that has been through the same challenges as me. And, you know, it, it's pretty cool. Um, Thank you. What's the best source for someone to go and find out more about Jody Scott and your products? Greengoo.com. I'd say that's the the best spot. You can find Southern Butter and the other brands there. Um, we have a a new a new tab that's that's showing up the things that we love. So we'll also be endorsing other brands um, so that we can really invite you to this holistic skincare experience. Uh, in mind body medicine. So you'll start seeing some of that stuff on our website coming soon. Um, and yes, you can find our family there and all about us, mom, sister, and I, and our fun journey and the plant-based renaissance. Okay, great. For anyone watching this on YouTube, uh, below the video in the description, I'll have links to all of Jody's content, social media channels, websites, and everything else. If you're on drhaley.com on the blog, on the show page, Um, Everything will be, all the resources that were mentioned and discussed here will be posted uh, towards the bottom in the resources section. Jody, uh, very enlightening, very enjoyable. What a great time I I had and educational for me this morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed being with you. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on The Dr. Haley Show. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot, and share this exact episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode on www.drhaley.com. If you want to geek out with Dr. Michael Haley on other radical health topics, be sure to check out his YouTube channel, where he posts exclusive video content. All the details are at www.drhaley.com and we can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.